Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Let the celebration begin. Fourth and 12 at the Georgia 47. The final second ticks away. And how of an appropriate ending is that? We sack Young on the last play of the game. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. How about that? Final score, 33-18. to 18. The slipper changes feet, and Georgia is crowned the national champion for the first time in 41 years. TJ, who am I not thinking about? He said the fifth... Uh... SEC team to win the title. You got Auburn, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Florida. Florida. Florida won a playoff? Oh, no, not since the playoffs. Um, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, Alabama. That's it. I can't think of the fifth one. Uh, somebody will text us and let us know. Good morning, everyone. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show. We're in Austin today. I'm in Austin today. Tuesday, January 11. Big game here tonight. Red River Showdown Part 1. Uh, OU, Texas, 7.30 start. TJ, Longhorn Network. Have you found it yet? You've got Lowell Galindo oh, on the call for you. Tonight. I already had to find the national title game on cable last night. Now I've got to go find the Longhorn Network. That's right, Longhorn Network TV tonight, folks. This uh, the, 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 the Big 12 basketball situation now has spiraled out of control. I was talking about this with uh, Perry and Teddy in the lobby yesterday of the uh, Ref International Studios there. And, uh, you know, it used to be that everything was on the ESPN family of networks and they would space it out so you could watch all the games, right? Like somebody would play at 6 Somebody played eight. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, you'd have a game at 11, at 1, at 3, at 5. They'd kind of follow each other. Now it's just a hodgepodge mess. Like tonight, there's a game at 6, a game at 7, a game at 7.30, a game at 8. Uh, one of them is streaming only. Probably the the game, like I think Kansas-Iowa State is only on ESPN Plus tonight. Uh, this game's on Longhorn Network. They overlap each other. Half of the time, the broadcasters aren't even in the arena. So, I don't know. This thing is 
ESPN's going the wrong direction with this Big 12 basketball package. But, yeah, 7.30 tonight, Longhorn Network, OU Texas. The road team has won four straight in this series. Get OU has here. won their get, – no, I won't. OU has won the last two in Austin. Texas has won the last two in Norman. Sooners won here last year. Do you remember who the head coach was that night for Texas? Remember that game last year down here? Oh, yeah. Austin Austin Reeves hit one from behind the backboard late in that game. Yeah, I forgot Shaka was out, though, wasn't he? Shaka had COVID. That's right. Current Sooner assistant KT Turner was the interim head coach for Texas for that game a year ago down here. Now he wears the crimson and cream. No Trey Mitchell for them, reportedly. Second leading score out, health and safety protocols tonight for Texas. And there is a streak on the line tonight, TJ, of which I will not mention, because some of you are superstitious out there that way. But I will say this. A, an all-time OU record could be broken tonight. Hmm. Hmm. Do you need more information, or is well, that Well, if I've seen this, I don't remember seeing it. I may have seen it, but I don't it's – not, I'm not – I will give you a hint. I will give you a hint. Uh, let me see here. Let me see if I can find it here. Here we go. Uh, Nate Carter in 2007. you remember that name? I remember that name. Nate Carter in 2007 made – 37 straight free throws. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. Are you with me? Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. You're going to have to listen to the Sooner Radio broadcast for the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. (laughs) Because I'm going to guess the Longhorn Network does not uh, drop that information. They're not going to acknowledge the record. (laughs) If and when it happens. Okay, let's uh, let's declare a champion in Bowl Mania. Thanks to the record number of you that played Bowl Mania with us this year, the largest private group on ESPN.com in the world. The Sports Talk Network Bowl Mania contest is over. Brought to you by Cavens Construction Group for facilities maintenance, commercial remodeling, and carpet cleaning. Call Cavens today. 405-573-3048. Thanks to Cadence. I, I got to tell you, uh, this stings a little bit because not only did he beat the Sooners in Waco, not only did he call a timeout after the fans rushed the field so he could kick another field goal and have the fans rush the field again, but he has also won our Bowl Mania contest. That's right. Aranda's Champs, TJ, coached by Bradley Lale, who I assume is a Baylor fan, is the champion of Bowl Mania. He went How 20- did he even get into the contest? I don't know. I, we got to get the filters checked on this thing. He went 29-9, and nine, which is... Very impressive this year. 584 total points. Bradley Lale is the champion. And uh, congratulations, Bradley. Get a hold of TJ. He'll let you know what you've won. 
which I think is a million dollars, if I remember right. It's close. It's somewhere in the ballpark of zero to a million dollars, yes. Rest of the top ten, the rest of you, I don't know. if are we, Do we get prizes beyond first place? No, TJ? just first place. The rest of us are a bunch of losers. Second place, uh, Justin Dewerson, 574. Third place, Jeff Spaulding, uh, tied with Smiling Dogs, coached by Jack Orologio, 572. Logan McCormick finished in fifth place at 571. Kurt Goodwin in sixth place at 569. Heather in Jinx finished in seventh place at 567. Football Fighters, coached by Ty Baxter, finished in eighth place at 564. Jeff in Arkansas was our ninth place finisher, 564. And in 10th place, Air Force Joe. Love that name. 562. Our own Drake Dykin, Drake not the rapper, a 12th place finish. And by the way, in my opinion, had the best tweet I saw all night last night. I saw it this morning. But last night, Drake Dykin had the best tweet that I saw during the national championship game. And he finished in 12th place. Drake has a Twitter account? 554 points. Yeah, it was huh. a very – it was a halftime tweet that was just one word, and it was just brilliant. Uh, now, as far, Chris Plank, first page of the leaderboard, 23rd place. How about how things are going for Chris Plank right now? First page of the leaderboard, and the Raiders are in the playoffs. No, I'm so happy for him. It's a good time to be Chris Plank. Uh, 535 points. That's an impressive showing. And I don't see any other of our hosts on the first page of the leaderboard. Now, where did you finish, and where did your son finish? Uh, I was 339th place, 21-17 and 17 overall. That's um, good. 220 spots behind my son, who finished 119th at a 23-15 and 15 record. That's better. That's better, and uh, we're both better than one Toby Rowland. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. Yeah, I finished in. Uh, f- I had the same record as you, but obviously my points were. That's because you moved differently. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Four hundred and seventh place out of five hundred and thirty-eight participants. That is a woeful effort. I would like to take this opportunity, though, to remind you folks that I will be vacationing in South Padre this year as the champion of the Ref Royal Rumble. So uh, that makes me feel better about my disappointing performance in Bull Mania. What does nice even mean? I'm looking at the tweet. What does that mean? I'll nice. explain it to you uh, uh, during a commercial break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So there you go, TJ. Bowl Mania is in the books. No, congratulations to everyone. Thanks for playing. Record-setting year. Yeah. Um, Bradley Lales, our champion. I handled it exactly the same as I do every year. How did that work out for you? Um, well, I beat you. That's all I was concerned That's with. true. Yeah. Next, our next, uh, our next major thing will be uh, the uh, NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament giveaway, yeah. We've got the 68-team giveaway, which uh, ought to be interesting this year. We might have to have that at Scissor Tail Park this year, TJ. Just to handle the crowd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're looking into that. They've got the big stage out there. 
we got the 68 team giveaway, and then we will have the uh, what do they call it there that we all uh, we all pick our brackets and uh, play. What do we call that uh, bracket challenge? Bracket, bracket mania. Buster mania. Bracket something. Yeah. March madness something. Onions. And then also we've got our uh, major golf tournaments right around the corner as well. That uh, we always have contests. By the way, the, the the PGA in Tulsa this year that's coming up very soon. TJ, here's what I need you and the sales team to do for me, okay? All right, let us know. I need a remote every day of the PGA Championship at Southern Hills so I can be at the golf course doing the show every day. Then you would have to whisper. you start working on that early for me? I'm here. Yeah, you'd have to whisper during the show, and I don't know how that would work. The listeners of the show want us on the scene. Like, I'm in Austin today, TJ, because this is the big event in OU Sports today, and we're here. Is the sports animal here? No. Is the franchise here? No. We're here, TJ, because that's how we have become the leader in sports in our households, is because we're on the scene of the (laughs) biggest sports happening in the state of Oklahoma. Right. So when the PJ Championship comes to Southern Hills, they're going to expect us to be there, TJ. Covering it every step of the way for them. So go, let's get on that early sales team. I'll get on that. I I don't want the story from you if that's what it's about. I don't want the story. What? Drake just texted. What are you talking? And he said the fact that you're uh, about to explain uh, something to me is hilarious, <laughs> and I I don't want you to explain now. <laughs> I'm like uh, Shelton and young Shelton when his mom wants to have a talk with him. No. It's a good tweet, isn't it? It's a good tweet. I still don't it understand it. I don't even know what that means. It was subtle. It took some thinking. I I think you only got two likes off of it or something like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it was, Drake, I just want you to know you made me smile. That's all. All right, we need a break. It's 8.17 in the morning. Let's talk OU Texas next. Craig Way joins us live at 8.30. Back after this. With a little love and some tenderness. The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. I'm not sure what goes on now on these road trips with the OU radio crew. They are a bunch of disgusting individuals. Drake's not here. A wholesome... Wholesome individual like myself does not need to experience what's gone on in the last 10 minutes. That's all that I That was noticed. a rough commercial break. This, our, that this was hour rough. brought to you by RK Black. <laughs> Your office management leader. Check them out. Great products from Sharp and Rico. They can scan you, fax you, shred you, surveillance you. They can do it all. 321-5900 in Norman, 943-9800 in OKC or rkblatt.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Squatchmos tweeted T-Row to call the infamous burrito kick. That may have created better luck for those involved. Yeah. 
that's a uh, he's going back to the old Gabe yeah. Berkic went uh, went south on us after the burrito thing. <sighs> Toby needs a student driver sticker on the back of his car. This texter says, <laughs> maybe, maybe so. <laughs> Fellow olds here. I was at my daughter's gymnastics practice last night, so I was following the first part of the game on Twitter. It was worthless. Every tweet from that so-called blue checkmark expert was something generic like, What a sack! That's a catch! Big break for Bama! I had no clue who (laughs) who had the ball. That's from Fort Cobb football coach. That's funny. (laughs) If you were on your phone with Twitter, again... Just go to the ESPN app. You could have had the game right there on your phone and just glance down at the actual game instead of following on Twitter. Terrible break, too, having a gymnastic practice the night of the national championship yes. game. That's Come unfortunate. On, just that schedule. By the way, Kurt Keeley just let me know that we are in Lubbock the weekend of the PGA championship at Southern Hills. So. Uh, thanks, guys. I tuned in on my way to work to hear what you guys thought about the championship game. Instead, I heard road rage stories and what you guys think about Twitter. Come on, man. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't see Speed D and Muleshoe winning that game last night. <laughs> well, if you just looked at them, they were a different breed of athlete on the field last night. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, my goodness. That Anderson kid? I know you's got nobody like that. He's a player. He's a player. Probably going to be the number one pick next year. Sean just put himself in a sentence with Bob Stoops and Vince Dooley. (laughs) Yeah. Is Sean announcing the grand opening of Stetson Bennett uh, Heat and Air? Um, yes, that, that kid's got no pro future, so, uh, got a nice future in whatever business decides to bring him on, so, Sean's right as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why he needs to come out and say Williams does not have the same views and he's no longer a part of the team. Huh? Maybe that goes something back to something with Caleb that we were talking about, and that's, uh, maybe they're talking about Brent. Brent should come out and say Williams doesn't have the same views and so he's no longer a part of the team. Perhaps. Huh. I don't know. I don't know what that's referring to. So Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Kendall says, I stopped following Shep when he said he wouldn't follow me back. <laughs> <laughs> the spotter is to blame for a crazy season and all the bad luck we had. <laughs> we don't hold Shep responsible. Uh, this one would like a replay of Roger and L.A.'s call. Uh, you can catch it on the podcast later. We'll have it up there. Good call. Uh, dogs provided defense, uh, proved that defense can win a national championship with a little help from Bennett. Yeah. They did it. They did it with a great defense. There's no doubt. Uh, next year for Bowl Mania, make the passwords all one word. Sooners are the best. All the other suck exclamation point. That will weed out the Big 12 riffraff. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the last one here, B.A. Boomer says, Shep's take was almost like a master's defining moment. It was good. It was really good. He got uh, he got a follow back. It's not going to happen until the Chiefs are out of the playoffs, but I will follow him back. So I appreciate the apology. We got OU in Texas coming up tonight here in Austin, 730 start. Two teams tied for second place in the Big 12. They're both 2-1. and one. 
Texas has beaten K-State on the road and West Virginia at home. Their lone loss came to the Cowboys Saturday in Stillwater. Reportedly, they will be without their second-leading scorer, Trey Mitchell, tonight. Uh, TJ, this will, if all goes according to plan, be the final game that we ever play in the Superdrome. The new arena is set to open next year here in Austin, the one that uh, Matthew McConaughey has been heavily involved in fundraising for. Uh, we drove by it yesterday. It looks like it's it's uh, coming along nicely. So final game in a uh, arena that I will not miss tonight. Have you ever been down here for any reason to game in the Frank? Not Irwin for a Center? game, no, no. You've driven by I've it, driven though? I've driven by it, yes. I've big, seen ugly it. brown circle mm-hmm, on the side mm-hmm. of the road. Yeah, it's not a thing of beauty, that's for sure. It makes the Lloyd Noble Center look like a, a crown jewel. So it's uh, this is it. This is it for the super drum tonight if everything goes according to play. The 100th all-time game between OU and Texas. Isn't that interesting? I mentioned the road team has won four straight in this series. Texas 10-0 and at home this year. Chris Beard, of course, has taken over. Very much looking forward to seeing the Porter Moser Big uh, Chris Beard Porter Moser showdown the next several years. It, it is uh, it is a Texas team that, uh, like the first three teams OU has seen in conference play, hangs its hat on defense. They do not shoot great. They do not shoot at a high percentage. Thirty three percent three point shooting team. Now that could change tonight, but on the season they shoot thirty three percent behind the arc. Really good at the free throw line, but from the field, not a good shooting team. They're not as big as some Texas teams we've seen in the past. They don't have that 6'10", 6'11", 7-foot guy that can jump out of the gym. And Trey Mitchell, the guy who's going to not play tonight, is is one of their bigs, and he's 6'9". They're definitely a guard-oriented team. Timmy Allen leads them in scoring. He's from Utah, averages 12 points a game. Andrew Jones is still here, TJ. Courtney Ramey, Jace Febris, there's some familiar. They're all still here. It's Jones, 33 now? Goodness. Yeah, well, I know. I, mean, I know what he went forever. through. He went through a lot, but geez. He hit a game-winning shot against OU, I feel like, back in the late 90s. I mean, it's been a long time <laughs> It's been ago. a while, yeah. Um. So uh, a guard-oriented team with not a tremendous amount of size, but athletic, certainly. Uh, you know, they've got four and five stars on this team. And you know Chris Beard has brought that style that he won with out of tech here, which means they are playing a much different pace and different style of basketball game than what we saw under Shaka. Uh, they want to D you up. They're comfortable playing a game in the fifties or sixties, and um, and they're, and they're they're good. I they're good NCAA tournament team for sure, but gettable in my opinion. And um, this is a place where OU has played well through the years. Obviously, the last couple of years they've won down here. There are some places, DJ. 
where we walk into the last 10 years and you just feel like, you know, Ames, Iowa, uh, certainly Fog Allen, Manhattan, where you're like, God, I mean, it just doesn't matter how good you got Trey Young or Buddy Heald or what, you just cannot win in this building. Austin has not been one of those places. OU uh, likes playing down here, plays well down here. So uh, I'm intrigued to see if they can take the momentum of that comeback Saturday night and get huge road win. It's an opportunity game. We talk about well, you got to defend the home floor and uh, and you got to uh, pick off one or two or three or whatever you can get on the road when you can. I think these next two games are opportunities for that. These are two road games this week, Texas tonight, TCU Saturday, that are winnable, even if they're an underdog. And uh, we'll see if they can get it done. Let's take a break. Craig Way, my counterpart at Texas, joins us live when we come back with more of a scouting report on the Longhorns. We're live in Austin today for the T-Row in the Morning Show. The T-Row in the Morning Show. You have chosen wisely. T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. Sooners at Longhorn, 7.30 tonight down here in Austin. And I'm joined live, always, every time we play Texas and everything. Uh, Craig Way, I think the only other guy in this conference that also calls baseball. Craig, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, always love to chat with Craig, so uh, I'll be on his show here in about seven minutes. Thought we'd get him on my show here uh, uh, as a preview to that. He joins us live now. Good morning, Craig. How are you? And, and by the way, you know, welcome back to the ATX. When's the last time you did a game in the Irwin Center? Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was not uh, here last year. Last year, you had the hockey glass up, and yeah. uh, we called it from uh, the studios back at Norman. So yeah, it had been uh, two years ago. You would have, you would have, uh, you would have not worked behind the hockey glass. You would have been in a suite. Uh, we were doing the doing the games from a suite, and we had a uh, on the lower level, and it wasn't bad. I mean, I guess the the best thing about it, you know, Chubby, was that uh, you had a bathroom in the suite, so. It was short transport for those types of important functions, That's but otherwise, nice. uh, yeah, it was it was working out as we it was we could the farther we get away from it, the the stranger last year seems to be. Although hopefully we're not trending back in that direction. Let's don't talk about that. Let's talk about some good things. Let's talk about this uh, basketball. Uh, tell me about this Texas basketball team we're going to see tonight. Uh, a team, I think, Toby. Still in search of offensive identity. Uh, defense has been Chris Beard's calling card. You knew that, obviously, seeing what he had done at Texas Tech, and and that opened the door and paved the way uh, to the great Final Four run they had 
uh, a few years back, and and it continues to be the calling card of this Texas team. They uh, have been at or near the top of the nation in scoring defense virtually all season long. Uh, that's the good side of it. The part that's been a challenge for Chris and, and really for the staff and for this team overall is finding enough of an offensive identity. So you say, well, what's the offensive identity? Uh, they, they do have the motion-based principles of what he learned when he was on Bob Knight's staff at Texas Tech, but it's not a, a true motion offense in the fullest sense of it. And then on top of that, as you know, uh, having one or two real go-to guys on the offensive end is important. And they've had that at times, but they haven't had enough consistency to say, okay, Marcus Carr is definitely the go-to guy like he showed at West Virginia. Well, he wasn't the other day in Stillwater. Courtney Ramey, uh, we've seen him for four years now. He's a guy that can do it at times. Uh, we've seen that. Andrew Jones, of course, a remarkable story working his way back uh, from leukemia and at times flashes that, the transfers that they have. Uh, so we see it in flashes at times, but in the times that it hasn't been there, like last Saturday in Stillwater, can cost them. And, and really, Chris uh, wrote a lot of that down to lack of offensive aggression. He wants to see his team uh, attack the glass, attack the perimeter more than just settling for mid-range and longer-range jump shots. The reports are no Trey Mitchell again tonight. Uh, is that true? And what, what is uh, – he didn't play Saturday at Oklahoma State either. So what is the effect there? What, how big of a, of a problem Well, it's an effect. And and it would not surprise me at all to see him not out there. The way that Chris described it yesterday was he's still in protocols. So he didn't, at the time, I didn't know that he, that what, I, what I saw from the news conference, I didn't hear him say the words, he is definitely out. What I did hear him say was, yeah, we're kind of in the same boat with you guys on a lot of this day-to-day, and right now he's still in protocol, so questionable, whatever, is the way he described it. So I think it's safe to say he probably won't be available tonight. And it does remove a dimension. Uh, you know, they they definitely could have used him uh, on Saturday in Stillwater. It hurt them on the offensive glass. I think it hurt him on the defensive end as well. He's, he's one of the eight transfers. Uh, he's from Pittsburgh originally, but he came in as a transfer from UMass and uh, has given him, at times, another one of those offensive uh, weapons. But he's been mainly a good rim protector and a good rebounder. So if they don't have him on the floor tonight, and it doesn't appear as they will, then, yeah, that's that's definitely a loss in the, in the middle for him, no question. What has been your experience so far with Chris Beard? Well, he's been great. You, you mean personally, or you just mean yes. about my observations? Both. I was talking okay. personally, but I'll take both. Okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you. Professionally, obviously, we've, we've seen – what he's been like over the past few years and what he's done at Texas Tech and, and how demanding he is of his team. Personally, I, I have more history with him than, than say, uh, our good friend uh, Jeff Haxon, who's out in Lubbock, or, or other people as well. Chris Beard, of course, was a student manager at Texas in the early 90s when Tom Penders was the coach. Uh, Chris is, counts among his mentors my broadcast partner, Eddie York. Eddie was an assistant coach on Coach Pender's staff there in the early 90s when Chris was a student manager, and the two were very close. They, were, uh, they, they stayed in pretty constant communication all throughout the long and winding road of his coaching career that goes from Fort Scott Community College in Kansas to Seminole State to 
uh, you know, he coached a semi-pro ball in Myrtle Beach, and and then of course at Angelo State at the D two level, McMurray at the D three level, and did all of that and climbed the ladder all the way up. And and he and Eddie have been pretty close all along, so uh, he's been great, been great to work with with us, and it was great to uh, renew the friendship and that sort of thing as well. But you do see you see a fire in him uh, when he, when he, he coaches and the intensity that he fuels into his team. And yet he's also a lot of fun to be around, too, away from the basketball floor. So it's been good. I am very much looking forward to, I've been saying this ever since the hirings were made, to the Chris Beard-Porter-Moser rivalry, hopefully, that develops over the next five to ten years. Because I think they're both cut from the same cloth in that they're fiery, they love defense, they are very aggressive on the sidelines when they coach. Uh, one's at Oklahoma, one's at Texas. You know, just I think this is going to be fantastic. I agree with you, and uh, that was another thing Chris said in the news conference yesterday. Was he said if you know anything about Porter's teams, you know how tough they were. He said not only with the the, the final four team he had, but if you just watched him year in year out with his team, including the Sweet Sixteen run last year. With the Ramblers, if you just watch them, you see how tough he goes. And it's not a fake toughness. He said, there's some of that going around. He goes, it's none of that. He said, these guys are grinders and, uh, and, and, and he said, and, and good players. He was very complimentary. Uh, apparently, they, you know, you know how coaches are. They know each other through the system. They know each other through the business, that sort of thing. But apparently, there's a great deal of mutual respect on both sides. Uh, what does Texas do best? They'll guard you, and and uh, they they can make it tough on you, uh, especially on the perimeter. They can get you to turn over the basketball if you're not you know really protective of it as well. Uh, they'd like to do a better job of rebounding. I think all coaches want more of that, uh, but they do make getting do they pressure? Shot- or is is it all half court man, or is there some zone, or do they pressure when you start they it's, guard you? It's 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 going to be a lot of man. You'll, you'll see uh, some pressure, uh, three-quarter court, occasionally full court. They'll bring it after a made bucket or off a made free throw. And, and they'll drop in some occasional zone. Wouldn't surprise me, Toby, to see them uh, to work in a little bit of zone tonight. Now, they didn't do much of it against Oklahoma State, and I think they were still probably trying to adjust without Trey Mitchell. But, it, but if they're truly indeed knowing they're without him tonight, it's possible they could mix in a little more zone this evening. Absolutely. Well, what was their downfall in Stillwater, in your opinion? Well, I, you know, and, and I'll, again, defer to something Chris said. I, you know, we do go back to do the post-game interview with him in the locker room, and he said, it's not often that I say this, he said, and I don't like to admit it, but we were not the more aggressive team. The more aggressive team won today. He didn't like the fact that he thought that the team settled for shots and didn't attack the rim more. And then even when they made the run, because they, they, Toby, it was a close game until the last three minutes, really, of the game. It was back and forth. They get, they got down six or seven. They were down nine once in the first half, cut it to two by halftime. They got down six, seven, six, seven. It was like that for a while. Got it down to two again uh, at uh, 52-50 and just couldn't close the deal on it. And he said the reason they couldn't close the deal on it was, you know, they, they – uh, uh, didn't didn't close out on uh, on good shooters that had open shots, and I think that was one of the things that that bothered them a little bit about it. So 
you know, I, I don't think any of us, uh, Toby, you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think any of us expected Caleb Boone to knock down five three pointers in a game. He was right. he was like a thirty one percent three point shooter coming in. But when a guy gets that hot, you have to make your adjustments and close out on him. And they didn't do a good enough job of that. So he he pointed that out. And you know they and then like I said, they got a little too impatient on the offensive end. They're going to have to be better on the offensive end, no no doubt from here going forward, starting tonight. Sentimental night in the Superdrome tonight. Are we still on track for this to be the final? Uh the season here are we definitely open in the new place next year i can make the bold prediction and say that this tonight will be the final time that wow. toby Rowland ever sets foot in the frank Irwin center <laughs> for any number of reasons because a the brand new moody center uh, is on uh on schedule the 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 arena is going to open in april with george Strait, and nice. then and then the eagles are right after it i believe and it's it's going to be a 15,000-seat arena, but they say they have a unique way of configuring it to where the capacity for basketball is going to be just over 10,000. So you say, well, what does that mean? Are they drawing curtains? They, they, they said it's not just something as simple as curtain drawing. We haven't seen a lot of the grand details on how that's going to work, but it'll be interesting, interesting to see. But the, but the arena is on schedule open up so yeah I, I and and there's very little else i think happening in the Irwin center other than men's and women's basketball right now uh, i think uh, the harlem globetrotters are coming in and there's one, one other thing but there's not an awful lot left they're they're just you know kind of preparing for the day coming soon when they tear down the Irwin center because the wow. dell medical center is just waiting right down the hill to come up and and they're going to knock it down and, and start building the, the adding on to the medical center uh, there. So uh, I, I think tonight will be the last night that you walk into the Frank Irwin Center. I'll try to keep my emotions in check, especially as I sign off tonight and uh, say farewell to the grand old lady, the super drum, uh, later tonight. <laughs> Craig, yeah, thanks. I'll talk to you here in a few minutes, bud. Sounds great, W. Talk to you. Yeah. Craig Way. Voice of the Texas Longhorns, 7.30 tip tonight, 7 o'clock pregame. Chris Plank joins me to wrap it up next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. I don't like Texas, TJ. But opening the new arena with George Strait is pretty dope. Yeah, I'm calling Craig back here in a little bit and reminding him all the times that I intro him with uh, the Texas Fight right. song and how kind I am to him when he is uh, figuring out who he wants to give tickets to. So It's a good call by you. Yeah. We welcome in now Chris Plank for the crossover, brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Good morning, Plank. What's up, Tiro? How was the uh, trip down to Austin? Uh, flawless. Although, I, you know what? I don't understand people fly when they put their windows down. Like, that does bother me. I get it, like, if the sun is shining in. 
But this seems to be a, a group of people that I sit around now. This is two flights that don't like to look outside when they fly. Oh, I need to. And I can't handle that. Man. I tell the when person next to me to turn it, to pull it, to, I don't know if it's pull up or pull down the shade. Like, can you, can I you gotta, pull it up? I got to know when we're getting close to the ground, you know? I got to know how far we are. So they leave the it ground. down even as you're, uh, yeah. you know, coming into a landing? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like me, I, uh, we typically put it down throughout the flight, but yeah, as we're coming in for a landing or getting close, we'll we'll raise it to. Is you know. it because you're trying to sleep? Sometimes, sometimes the glare, yeah, on screens if we're watching a, a you okay. know something on the phone or sense. something. But then, but yeah, on approach or whatever, or even thirty minutes out or whatever, I we raise it up just so you can see the see, like see the landing and and what's around you know as you're coming down. I mean, maybe I'm a weirdo, but I like to have it open because. You're in the sky. You're in the <laughs> middle of the freaking sky. Yes. So it's like, I don't get this perspective in life very often. So, wow, I'm above right. the clouds. <laughs> Look at how tiny everything looks. So I do. If there's a wiener guy, schnitzel down there. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to play the geography game, you know, like. Okay, there's Jerry World. Well, if I look over there, I know. Like, I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm a 48-year-old man. I don't Same. know why I like to. There's downtown Dallas. If I go over there, there's the American Airlines Center. I, I've, I've seen it a thousand times. For some reason, I still like to do that. But I'm talking about, like, so I've been on the aisle, the two flights I've taken so far. Is it assigned Kevin seating Henry's? or is it first come, yes. first serve? Oh, okay. Assigned seating. Uh, Kevin Henry is on the window, and then there's one seat on the other side of the aisle. And um, both of these flights, everybody uh, closes the windows. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I won't look outside, which is fine. But then when we start coming down, like, I need to know when the wheels are going to touch. Right. I can't be surprised by that. So uh, it makes my heart race. I don't know why, but it does. Because they drop you from the sky while you're breaking every single law of gravity. So, yeah, I completely understand. I'm the exact same way. It's like I'd like a little heads up before we take this whatever way to plane is and just drop it onto three little wheels and hope that they uh, hold up. uh, On these smaller planes, they're a little more free with the maneuvering. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We, we make high banked turns and you're like, okay, we're not in an air show here. Let's just land the plane. Yeah. But other than that, it was a great trip down. It's awesome. Uh, went to the practice last night. Missed about a quarter and a half of the championship. Game, Had a nice, smooth little hype video of T-Row knocking down a three. Did yep. you see that, TJ? I did see that. We uh, we talked about that earlier. Okay, okay. Even the graphics and stuff were great on it, so... Tried to yeah, look like he was something special. Just a little treat seconds. for Sooner fans. Too early. Just a little for me. treat. Yeah. Chris, have a great show today. All right, man. Have a good one, T. Uh, Toby, have a great call tonight. Plank Show and Helmer coming up next. Thanks to you, fine folks, for joining us. Thanks to Craig Way for joining us today. Pre-game starts at seven o'clock tonight on Sooner Radio. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Time to go.